Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. This week, we're going to start off with some Jane Austen news that was published recently. There was this article that's been circulated around um, about this photo album that was recently discovered that features photos of Jane Austen's family. And it's quite an interesting story because the album was bought by a woman who was just looking for Victorian photo albums uh, around on eBay, Yeah, (laughs) bought this album, and it turns out that it was Jane Austen's family. (laughs) Yeah, it's really cool because they didn't really have cameras and pictures when Jane Austen was alive in the Regency era, but just like one or two generations later, Mm -hmm. there's like wedding photos of guys lounging on the grass, which I'm like very surprised at, and then portraits, and it's really fascinating. This woman was trying to find, to kind of dig into her, her own family history and was just browsing eBay as one does and came across this and sort of tried to start to piece together that there might be something more to these photos and got in contact with another, with a historian via Twitter uh, <laughs> to try to like see if there's any other links. And so then they discover that like this priceless thing, part of history was actually linked to Jane Austen, which is really cool. I, I watch Antiques Roadshow a lot <laughs> and it's always fascinating, like sometimes how people just don't realize the value of some things that they have or they're like they come in and you see them like this is gonna be worth like a million dollars isn't it and they're like so this is worth like maybe two thousand at best wow and you can see they're like oh okay okay and they're like they really wanted it to be more so maybe this person who like was selling it was just like they're just some old photos and then sold it off but that's why just go on the Antique Roadshow. Get it checked out, people. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's on PBS. You know so much. Um, no, and it's funny because it says in the article that, like, that photo album, like, the woman who bought the photo album is, I- or she's, I- yeah, she's Irish, and she was, like, studying mm-hmm. Irish history. Yeah. And that photo album has been in the United States, like, this whole time. She bought it from some American lady. It's crazy how things can move around. We had it, Yolanda. Well, it's oh, the Antique Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like sometimes people are like, oh, I was on vacation and I saw this painting and so I bought it and I brought it back. And then this woman found it. And then they were like, just kidding. We don't want this stupid album anymore. We're going to sell it on eBay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's like, goodness. I guess I need to be browsing eBay more. I know because it said it's like the online Antiques Roadshow. Sure, yeah. But people aren't actually... They don't know the history of things. <laughs> no one appreciates anything on the internet. Yeah. Uh, what was they saying? Though? Yeah, she got it for $1,000. Wow. Which is Well, it's funny. I, I would great. never pay that much money for no. like a photo no, album. No, so it's like she was definitely, she had been digging for a while into like family history stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think this was like at a certain point, maybe she just like hit a dead end, was like, there's nothing else and just was trying to find something. So this was uh, her attempt at that and found something even greater. (laughs) I'm happy for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jane Austen and being happy for her, let's talk about one of the web series made about one of her books. Yes. (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm trying to do that thing where I'm like really smooth in my transitions. It's like, whoa, how'd she do that? What a conversationalist. (laughs) So previously... On season one, Emma, we had been talking about Emma and Izzy 
Emma's fully been meddling in Izzy's life. Izzy had agreed to do one session with Emma, not fully knowing what she's getting herself into, so that's where we're picking up. Starting with episode 29, Change of Plans, written by Bernie Sue. Emma goes through her full rundown of her new client, as she would with anyone else. She's telling us their name, their age, what they're up to, what they're about, and what she's hoping to do for them, all in front of Izzy, who's behind the camera. (laughs) That was very funny. She's like, why did I have to watch that? Why did you make me? (laughs) The funny thing is that... Emma says Izzy's 30, and Izzy says, like, I'm not 30, but, like, in that defensive way of someone who's not 30 yet. Yeah. So I was like, wait, is Izzy then, like, 28, 29, I guess? But I thought Emma was, like, 28. I don't know. I'm sort of confused. I don't know what their ages are. Maybe she's, like, one year older, so she is 29, and it's that defensive, like, still holding on to her 20s thing. I don't know. I know that. (laughs) Yeah. And I love how they, like, make fun of the nightly boys, because, like, basically she gets in, and they're like... Meet Izzy, she's married to John. Well, we know that John hasn't been listening to you and your needs in this marriage. Well, he does listen to me, but he just has a different idea. It's usually the better one, or the more practical one. Ugh, I know, those nightly boys can be so very practical. There's nothing to be done about it. Mm, Yes, there is. What's funny is Emma is taking more of a professional approach now to helping her sister. I'm sure this has been something that Emma has always done for Izzy and like trying to do what's best for her. But now it's like, no, 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 I have an action plan. And she's laid it all out. And this is now her like trying to figure out what exactly in Izzy's life is it that she's going to improve. Because she knows that, okay, Izzy's not fully happy with the way John treats her. But she's not exactly sure like how to fix that. Because that's such a general thing. She's like, I need to hone in on one thing to fix. And that way that's like my entry point in. And then like everything else can like kind of domino uh, into a better life for her. Yeah. What I've kind of realized about the way that Emma runs her business is this is kind of like the best version of therapy. Yes. Because they talk for a couple of minutes about their problems. Then Emma sends Izzy to get a deep tissue massage and she and Harriet conspire yeah. about what the problem could possibly be. Yeah. And it's funny because I imagine what like I'm sure a real like therapy session is, which is you just talk out everything and you vomit all your feelings about everything and she's just like getting a deep tissue massage and like there's collusion yeah emma's (laughs) assuming what could be wrong and what's the the stress points in their marriage Mm -hmm. uh not really taking into effect that it's a marriage she's messing with not just her sister's life uh yeah in that conspiring moment uh emma brings in harriet to be like all right we're gonna do this we're gonna figure this out we're gonna sort everything out for my sister what's coming up okay they have their trip joshua tree izzy probably hates joshua tree so we're gonna change that (laughs) yeah and harriet's just very diligently taking notes and learning as she does because she's like yep emma's right this is perfect she thinks her sister isn't doing well, so that must be right, and we're going to fix her life. I mean, yeah, because she's taking a couple of notes from Izzy's description of the situation, which she's trying to fix, like, a marriage situation. Yeah. And it's kind of, I will say, I'll give John, well, it's kind of unfair that she's only talking to one person. That's the thing. I don't think she's really thinking about, I'm fixing their marriage. She's thinking, I'm fixing Izzy's life. Yeah. She's not taking John into account into this marriage. That's true. So if it were true marriage counseling, the both of them would be there she would bring john in and be like so 
you're not treating my sister right. Yeah, and explain why. yourself. <laughs> yeah, explain yourself and let's figure out what you're doing wrong to make my sister so unhappy. Mm-hmm. But instead, she's like, I'm going to make all these assumptions and push that on to John. Yeah. He's completely at fault. So I'm going to fix it from Izzy's perspective so that everything will be fine. But that's not I mean, what's interesting. right, yeah. She is kind of villainizing John because yeah. in her mind, Izzy's being wronged. She's being silenced. Yeah. She's being all these like really negative things. I, and like I get like, like especially when you're dealing with your big sister, like you want her to be married to the best guy. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like she's saying, I know how we can combat this. Yeah. With I, another surprise trip. I think it's valid that Emma is is listening to Izzy, like, to be like, okay, you know what? He isn't treating you right. Let's figure this out. Because no one else has really been there for Izzy to to advocate for her. In their marriage, it's kind of Izzy, not against John, but, like, it's just Izzy on her own just supporting John, and no one's really there to support Izzy when it should be that equal support. Like, John should be supporting Izzy as much as Izzy is supporting John, but Mm -hmm. Izzy doesn't have that. So she does need that advocate, and she's finding that in Emma, Mm -hmm. sort of. Mm -hmm. But Emma isn't the best advocate. (laughs) I mean, I just think that... I don't want to say, like, she's being too dramatic, but she's, she's being, being a little dramatic. dramatic. <laughs> she's being I mean, a little dramatic. Because essentially, she, cause she wants, she's using the example of the house, and she's saying, okay, the example of the house, where Izzy thinks it would make her life easier to, like, push out a wall. And, mm-hmm. like, he said no, because it's not part of the plan. Uh, what's another thing that's applicable? I know. You know what's the plan? Joshua Tree. Every single year. Screw Joshua Tree. Screw the rocks. Screw the trees. <laughs> yeah. Screw the sky and the desert. I think that my sister would enjoy like a resort and like a vacation to Hawaii. And I'm going to send them there and we're not going to run it by John because yeah. that'll just give him the opportunity to say no. So this will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Yeah. Izzy, yeah, Izzy comes back from her, her uh, massage. massage. Happy. Restored. <laughs> yeah. And then Emma surprises her with the surprise that Izzy's supposed to give John of the Hawaii trip, the more expensive Hawaii trip, but Emma is fully paying for it, I suppose. If my little sister wanted to, like, buy my family a vacation to Hawaii, I'm not going to stand in her way. Well, what's interesting is I will give credit to Emma here. She was not wrong about this assumption that Izzy's sick of going to Joshua Tree. Yeah, she kind of starts to be like, do you really want to go? And she's like, yeah, I love Joshua Tree. Well, John loves it. Well, I guess I don't like the camping part and, you know, the whole trip. (laughs) I guess I hate everything about (laughs) it. But, uh, you know, we just do it every year. It's a family thing. Yeah, it's just something kind of a default trip that they do. But it's not something that Izzy's ever been like, hey, I should... Maybe let's try something else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it sounds like a nightly boy tradition. Yeah, because... Like, yeah, rocks! Nightly, nightly did the same thing uh, over Thanksgiving, which uh, Harriet remembered, too. She oh, just... Yes. A, t- a tiny little thing there. She did, didn't she? She remembered what little, Nightly did over little, Thanksgiving. Little tidbit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she actually... Izzy goes along with this uh, surprise. She's like, oh. Yeah. Sounds great. I want to do this. And I think Emma's even more confident in her decision when Izzy does start to unravel a little bit when she's like you know what I hate the fact that I don't get to spend the holidays with you and dad and seeing decorations taken down instead of ever up and that sort of thing and so Emma's like okay I'm fully right in this like I have no reason to think that I am wrong this is me meddling Mm -hmm. sure but this is the right choice yeah because it makes her happy. Yeah. So let's go to episode 30, Winners and Losers, written by Bernie Sue. Emma's real confident. She's like, oh, yeah. I 
got this in the bag. I solved everything. I'm back. I did it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you guys thought I was done meddling. I did it even better this time. I've learned from my mistakes. I listened and I heard my sister and she was wrong, but I fixed it. So, And I'm back and better than ever. Yeah, exactly. And then Alex Knightley is out in the hall and he's like, I couldn't help but hear you congratulate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> What's this about a surprise? I know. And then, you know what's weird is Emma's like, I can't tell you because it's not my secret to tell. And, and like, I totally disagree because she booked it with company money. He's yeah. going to see that. You fully set up the secret. Yeah. It is your secret to tell. You're, yeah, it's company money, I think. Yeah, no, because she's like, it's a gift from me. I, I guess it could be Emma's is personal, it her personal gift? money. But I mean, she was technically but, planning this uh, during work, company hours using her assistant who was an employee there for her personal reasons? No, it has I'm, to be work-related. I'm kind of inclined to think that this was a company expense, and I'm a little surprised to hear yeah. that she's like, I can't tell you the secret. And he does all the money, because it's the boring stuff. And hearing just that, like, tee I have a secret and I can't tell you what it is, Yeah, not that, really. he's not nice about it. He, well, I mean, he's annoyed because yeah. he's like, no, no, we were done with this. Like, well, what's going on? Doing what? What am I doing? Keeping secrets, going off on your own, making plans, not telling anyone. No, this doesn't work, I promise. Because that makes it okay. Look, I want to give you your space, but be careful, Emma. I think he's just under the impression that, like, if you are hiding any part of what you're doing, there's probably something up with that. Yeah. I mean, from his perspective, it's just, like, we've we've been through this. Like, you learned your lesson when, like, we keep secrets from each other, and it's mm-hmm. it didn't go well. So why would you do that again? And it's going to be even worse because of the fact that this involves family. So, Does he even this, know this, this is his involved? brother? No. Does he, no. So he doesn't even know so that it involves family. That's why it's worse because he doesn't even know it's involving his brother oh, and no. her sister. <laughs> so that's the thing. I mean, Knightley not being observant, I guess, or connecting the dots, like the fact that she was initially asking about, like, so how's John? And now she's like, no, I have a secret, and because he's been here all the time, but go away. Like yeah. he's not piecing together either that like this is all revolving around Izzy and John, but. He will silly. soon find out. Silly Knightley. Yeah. <laughs> That's on him. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but he hangs his head when he walks out the door. He tends to do that. He's just... <laughs> he tends to do that whenever he leaves, but... He can't yeah. be tall all the time. No. He does leave, and Emma's still like, what's up with him? Like, <laughs> What a loser. What yeah. a weirdo. She, she just doesn't see it again, where she's like, I'm not meddling. I'm doing the right thing. Like, what's wrong? Like, I'm doing everything that I'm planning isn't what I was doing. Like, I've learned my lesson, and this is me learning my lesson. Do you want to know what's funny is I actually see her logic there. Because we've seen Emma go really far. We've seen her literally order a wedding gift on someone else's behalf. Right. And keep it a secret until Annie found, like, she got a real wedding gift. So in this case, it is more upfront- uh, because at and least transparent planning and meddling. At least this is, one person knows. <laughs> yeah, this is the most transparent meddling that she's ever done because she's been fully upfront with Izzy. Mm-hmm. Sure, this trip swap is a surprise, but she lets Izzy know, like, this is now the new plan and you go take it to John. He's going to love it. The kids are going to love it. You're going to be in Hawaii and it's going to be great. Emma's being as transparent as Emma can be, but it's still not 
enough. It's still not the right way. I get the sense that John Knightley is not the kind of man who enjoys surprises. No. <laughs> we, I, especially from Izzy's reaction, he is not the kind of person who enjoys a surprise. Yes, because, because she... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Izzy storms in and is not happy with Emma. Because John is not happy with her. No. And she's like, I've never seen him so mad. I didn't know so what to sad. do. So I left. That's so sad. She exited yeah. the argument because she didn't know how to handle her angry husband. That's scary, too. That's very scary. Because, like, if if you just walk out and like, you're just, like, at a point where you're like, I don't know you right now. Like, I don't know how why you're reacting in such like a uh, this bad manner to the point where like I just need to walk away or she's so overwhelmed and then like in her mind she's like this is Emma's fault so she immediately goes to to the Emma Pruitt offices to be like Emma you messed this up like this was your fault well I think she went there to get her to change the reservations on everything well yeah she's like you probably John was like you got to get this changed you got to go back tell her to just fix everything and everything like that and I mean I get it like Izzy's so easygoing so this is just uh, the fact that, like, a fight was brought up, she's like, okay, I'll change it. I'll change it. You got I, I, me. I think it is, yeah, for John, it's, like, such a, a different move on Izzy's part to be like, actually, we're not going to go to Joshua Tree. We're going to Hawaii, and here's the itinerary. From Izzy's perspective, she's like, no, I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing he does. What he does is, like, just set things up and not tell me, not talk to me, and we just do whatever he says, and I'm doing the same thing. And it's interesting because she says that his words to her were like, you went behind my back, you deceived me. Like, I'm I'm like looking down at everyone's arguments and I'm seeing everyone. I get it. Like, I get that he's not, he's used to getting his way. He's used to making all the plans. So the fact that his wife comes to him out of seemingly nowhere to him, like it's out of nowhere to him. That's why you need to speak up because like, otherwise these people are blindsided by your problems and your anger towards them. Yeah. And so he's like, what happened? And she's like, we're going to Hawaii. Emma set it up. Emma paid for it. We're going. And he's like, no, we're not. We're going to Joshua. And, like, and then the whole thing exploded. And then Emma defends like the situation by saying, like, he does it to you, so you do it to him. And that's where I'm like, ah, this is where you need some maturity. Yeah. Because, no, you can't just do the same thing. No, that's called fighting fire with fire. And sometimes that's the only way to win. No, I don't want to win. I don't want to fight at all. But Izzy... Emma... If there is a winner, then there's a loser. And when you have winners and losers in a marriage, everyone loses. I mean, it's it feels like a natural, like when you have an argument, it's because it's, you have a different opinion and mm-hmm. you think that yours is the most correct. And the point, especially when you're married, shouldn't be that like someone is more correct. It should be that like we see things differently, but like we need to make something work. Yeah. Something's got to give. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I wonder too, what's the timeline of this vacation? I'm not sure like when it's supposed to be happening. I feel like it's supposed to happen in two minutes. (laughs) It sounds like, yeah, that's why I'm like, if it sounds like it's within a week, yeah, I would be upset too. Be like, no, 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 we we're like, we have camping, or he was going to get camping stuff from from, um, Alex. That's why Alex came in to see Emma, because he's like, I was going to meet John for lunch and I was going to give him my camping stuff. Like, this was supposed to happen in the next couple days. It sounds like it, because it's like, you're not going to hold on to camping stuff for like two, three weeks or anything. It's like, you grab the camping stuff and then you basically just go to Joshua Tree. Well, I think that's why he like came down from work, because remember, Izzy's been here for the week. Right. He came down from work and they were going to go to Joshua Tree from LA. Mm -hmm. So this was the plan, yeah. And now she's like, just kidding, we're going to LAX to fly to Hawaii. Better. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I think anyone would be a little, like, caught off guard. Anyone would be caught off guard with, like, sudden big changes like that. Even if it is a really... Like, even though it's a better trip, And it's funny, because, like, Emma sees this as such an upgrade. She, like, fundamentally can't understand why he's mad. Yeah. But again, she did not talk to John and, and try to get his opinion on things or, like, try to do her Emma thing of, like, John, come into the office just for a little bit. Let's talk. Let's catch up. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. I mean, yes, that happens off camera because they had lunch together and he was just talking about profit margins, about <laughs> restaurants and all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. I guess we don't get, like, the Emma angle of her interrogating John either. Mm-hmm. But So now everyone's so, yeah. sad and mad and... Izzy is mad at Emma, and Emma is upset because she doesn't get why Izzy is so upset, and she's, everything's a mess. Everything's a mess because Emma meddled again. I will say, I do think that this was kind of one of those Elton things, kind of, kind of one of those everythings, where all these problems were coming to a boiling point eventually. Yeah. Emma, I She would just, say, like, poked at it, yeah. and then, like, stabbed at it. And then, <laughs> and then just, like, threw the whole stick in the fire, yeah. and then went, whoosh, and we're like, whoa. Ah, too far, too what far, happened? too much fire. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yes. Why don't we jump to the comment section where we read YouTube comments from when these episodes first originally aired. Yes. Um, from episode 29, Smurf Dinosaur says, love how they're gradually toning down Emma's look. Less of the power dressing, more relaxed and fun clothes to match her softening character. I thought this was a good observation because I remember with uh, Lizzie Bennet Diaries when Lydia's relationship with Wickham was getting more controlling, her bright self and, and clothing became more darker and was all fully gray. And then post Wickham, her clothes started to have a little more color again. So it was very representative of what she was going through. And I think with Emma too, right now, she's had that failure with Elton and she's trying to find her way again. You see less of her very very confident self and she with this too she's gonna get knocked down a little more so mm-hmm. oh yeah homicidal glare says isn't emma putting her needs before izzy's or rather what she thinks is best hmm that sounds familiar mm-hmm. or at least like her perception of what izzy's needs are right because she thinks like a hawaii trip is great but it's great for emma it may not necessarily be great for izzy and her family I was just remembering when Emma was, it was her and Harriet in the war room, and she was like, ooh, yeah. Hawaii, and they both went, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, crowd pleaser, yeah. even though she's half the crowd. Yeah. Dreams in lavender in a lavender tea says, while I agree that Izzy should talk to her husband, I do not think Emma should get involved. I know this is her sister, but this is Izzy's marriage. Stay in your lane, Emma. I mean, she just wanted to help. Yeah. Same thing, I mean, with Annie Taylor, that was sort of a almost marriage that she made happen too she was getting involved in a marriage in a relationship and she's talking to one person you know exactly she never talked to ryan weston about like what's so what's going on i know you know i think it would have been faster had she talked to ryan and been like so annie is upset and he'd be like no she's fine (laughs) like my family my family's jerk my family are jerks like yeah it's fine (laughs) and then she needs to like hold a mirror up to him and be like tell yourself that yeah (laughs) with a straight face yeah atia says is emma living her life through her clients i think she is ignoring her own unsolved problems Mm. unresolved problems that's real i mean she doesn't have much of a life outside of work she's got friends she's got friends slash clients yeah she like fully gets emotionally invested in her friends slash clients 
lives. So yeah. that is her life in many ways because, yeah. as she's mentioned, like, she has at this time no desire to, like, really dive into a romantic relationship. So, and it doesn't seem like she has, like, a lot of friends or we don't see many friends outside of work for Emma. Yeah. She just organizes all these parties and everyone loves her, but she kind of keeps herself secluded. Yeah. From episode 30, Milky Way Girl says, Izzy's husband seems like a selfish jerk. I hope we get to meet him and see what he's really like. I don't really think Emma did anything wrong, though maybe she should have just confronted Izzy's husband first. Yeah, I would have loved to see uh, Izzy and John talk to each other and get John's perspective on this. Yeah. (laughs) Miranda says, Well, honestly, Izzy was not forced by Emma to do anything. Emma did meddle with Harriet, but she did give Izzy advice. Then she chose to take it. She was not even quite excited to jump on the wagon and accept the surprise vacation. Shedding responsibilities and blaming Emma for her free choices is really immature of her. So in the comments overall, there was a lot of debate about who's at fault for this. And it's between like Izzy or Emma or John or a combination of the three. But there was like sort of a lot of people speaking up like well Izzy should have just like fully blame Emma but I think she is projecting her own frustrations with her relationship with John onto Emma being like you're the one who messed this up but really it's like these are issues that should have been brought up sooner and Izzy's just like trying to get mad at someone because she can't be mad at John because he's hard they're mad at each other already yeah so what well, it's funny I don't know if she necessarily was blaming Emma, but she was upset. Well, she was she like, didn't know your, what to do. She so said she came this was your she was, fault. Oh, it's she kind did. of, yeah. I mean, she did book the trip. Yeah. I think, here's what I'll say. Izzy, I think, never would have thought to have booked a whole other vacation and said, we're doing this instead of what you want to do. Right. I think she, it never would have crossed her mind to do that. No. But she could have said no to it. Yeah, she could have said, Emma, this is too far. If you want, we can do a simpler trip. We can go to wine country. We can do something there. And, like, it could just be a me and John thing. But, in like, after Joshua Tree, maybe in a few months. But, like, let's keep Joshua Tree. And then in a few months, John and I will go on another trip. And maybe that is to Hawaii. But instead of that, Izzy just, like, took the Hawaii plan swap and ran with it, too. Well, let's – that actually brings up an interesting point. Do you think the issue is that it was like she the new vacation was like way too much and way too extravagant and way too out of the way? Or do you think it's just that it wasn't Joshua Tree? Like, let's pretend Emma said, like, you guys are going to San Diego, you know, like still like whatever, a couple hours drive and it's like not a big deal. Do you think that would have made him as angry? Or do you think like, was it that it was Hawaii or was it that it wasn't Joshua Tree? I think it was the two because it was one that... that he said, you went behind my back to plan this yeah. without asking me or, like, talking about it with me first. And also with Hawaii specifically, it was um, the expense of it because he says, like, accepting this trip is just, like, accepting your father's money. And I don't want to do that because John, as Izzy has told us, like, he he wants to kind of make it on his own. He's not accepting money from his family. He's not accepting money from... Izzy's family, so, like, they're, like, fully financially independent, and to accept this very extravagant trip is also, like, accepting money from them, so he's just very prideful, too, and, like, not wanting to accept a larger gift or money and things like that, but I think it's a combination of the two. And then Grace says, even though I disagree with how Emma decided to handle the situation, a man with that kind of tenure plan won't take kindly to last-minute changes of that magnitude, I love that she saw her sister hurting and wanted her to admit it. Yeah, I think Emma did the right thing in intervening, but she just intervened too far. (laughs) 
Uh, well, yeah, and I think this is a nice thesis for like Emma's point of view of just yeah. like I wanted to help. I just wanted to help my sister. You know, yeah. that's all she wants. It's a to very do. innocent thing to do. It's like, yeah. yeah, I want to help my sister because she's not happy, and I want to see my sister happy. But to you know, fully orchestrate something mm-hmm. to in order to like suit her own, I guess, satisfaction of like being a successful uh, lifestyle coach. Yeah, she went too far. She did. That she did. Yeah. So we're not ending on a happy note here. No, we're always ending on these <laughs> <No>. sad notes. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully things will get better, sort themselves out. Izzy, I, I think Izzy will come around because I think ultimately this is going to spark a conversation between Izzy and John of like, what's what's really wrong here? Yes. And maybe they'll still go to Joshua Tree. Who knows? Maybe they'll go to Hawaii. <laughs> or they'll just go to therapy. <laughs> or Therapy's the best good. vacation of all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been... Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.